All right, guys, right off the bat, I need to lower the audio a little bit. I've been doing real good with the podcast lately. If you guys have listened, my audio has been superb. My guests have been magnificent. I can't say words, describe meaning. Describe meaning is what I just said, um, is how I begin this. I derive meaning. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. From doing this, even though I don't, I feel nothing every time I do this. I don't feel good. I don't feel bad. I feel mediocre. I feel okay. (laughs) I have uh, my wallet. Let's count the money in my wallet. Let me just count you. One million, two million, eight million dollars. I have two one million dollar bills and a six billion dollar bill. I am literally a billionaire, and you're listening to my precious, rich words right now, and you love it. (laughs) I don't have a guest this episode. I thought this episode would be another one of my Wikipedia dives, which I've been doing lately, where we all together can learn about a subject. So today I thought we'd learn about Y2K, given it's a new year. I know it's May, and it's a weird time to uh, start talking about the it being a new year. But you know, it's been weird, guys. There was we were all I was at home during a pandemic. I don't know what you were doing. You're probably out playing with your friends, jerking them off, giving them hugs, kissing them, licking their buttholes. But I was at home, you know, tuckered away, making content. Filming myself sleeping for IG, having kids watch me sleep on my Instagram, saying things like IG, which is something I've never said before, but I'm now saying IG (laughs) to imply Instagram. Now, I hate uh, going along with lingo, so I'm disappointed that I now start. I asked someone for their IG the other day, and I do not like that. All right, we need to get into Y2K. I'm going way off a tangent. Year 2000 problem, the year 2000 problem, also known as the Y2K problem, the millennium bug, Y2K bug, the Y2K glitch, or Y2K, thank you everyone, refers to events related to the formatting and storage of calendar data for dates in and after the year 2000s. 2000. They didn't plan for 9-11, you know, 2001. Okay, so, on you people planning ahead. Problems were anticipated and arose because many programs represented four-digit years with only the final two digits, making the year 2000 indistinguishable, indistinguishable from 1900. And two-digit years from 01 through 31 also being mistaken for days. And 01 through 12 mistaken for months in various data formats. The assumptions of a 20th century date in such programs could cause various errors, such as the incorrect display of dates and the inaccurate ordering of automated dated records or real-time events. Is this exciting to listen to? Learning about computer errors in the year 2000? When it switched over to 2000, they weren't ready for it to get out of the 1900s. Did computers just think we were going to die in 1999? Because I did. 
I thought I was going to die. As a young boy, I was sitting there like, pop, pop, am I about to die? And he's like, no, Matt, you're a fucking moron. I'm going to kill you. And I said, okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. Let's see if there's any cool things uh, going on here. Uh, date bugs similar to Y2K. Boo-do-do-do-do. Earlier tension. This was not a real good topic because this seems pretty boring. Guys, to be honest, I was going to teach you about Y2K, but it really wasn't that big of a thing. I think people were more of a worried than what happened is really the the story of Y2K and that's the episode. People were more <laughs> like on the Wikipedia page there's a sign that says it's uh January 3rd 1900. That's pretty funny. So the sign messed up and thought when I hit 2000 it meant the year 1900. That's a funny um funny thing. All right, there's a there's a button for algorithms. You guys like algorithms? Let me look up algorithms. God, algorithms are boring too. <laughs> What's going on with me? <laughs> this is my podcast. My name's Matt. And I like to tell you about things in the world. And then when I get bored, I just stop and continue. I really ramped up on caffeine before this so I could give you guys nonstop speaking for your ears just to explode with all my fucking cum words. <laughs> I got real fucked up this weekend. I went to multiple parties where I drank and may have done other drugs. And I was like real wasted Saturday. I was at the park and there was like tons of people at Central Park in New York. All just partying. So excited. Like, like we got the vaccine, you know. We can all hang out. And there was just like music you could hear in the distance. Like da 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 And I'm like, what kind of music is everyone listening to? Let's learn a little bit about Central Park. Okay, guys, we're jumping into Central Park, and we're going to learn about it. Central Park, Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, I was real fucked up, and I was talking to people. I was doing jokes. I was doing uh, jokes about the vaccine, and like, like, I like the vaccine, like, could really, f like, like, you know, just, just some satire about what, like, if you got the Johnson & Johnson, you're more likely to die than if you, you didn't get it. <laughs> you know, just really, really simple, easy jokes there. It got people laughing off. I don't know if that's funny to you, but people were fucking laughing off. <laughs> they they went in on the laugh. All right. Crime and neglect of Central Park. You want to hear about this? <laughs> uh, you know what I like to do when I'm doing speaking to an audience? I go, I don't know if you think this is funny <laughs> before I do a joke. I don't know if you think this is funny, but listen to this. All right. Well, okay, here we go. In the mid-20th century, Central Park had a reputation for being very dangerous, especially after dark. Such a viewpoint was reinforced following a 1941 incident. When did Pearl Harbor happen? When did Pearl Harbor happen? 1941. Huh. Coincidence? Yes, it is a coincidence. When a 12-year-old uh, Jerome Dorr fatally stabbed 15-year-old James O'Connell 
in the northern, sec- northern section of the park. Local tabloids cited this incident and several other crimes as evidence of a highly exaggerated crime wave. Though recorded crime had been in, had been had indeed increased since Central Park opened in the late 1850s, this was in line with crime trends seen in the rest of the city. Central Park's reputation for crime was reinforced by its worldwide name recognition and the fact that crimes in the park were covered disproportionately compared to crimes in the rest of the city. For instance, in 1973, the New York Times wrote stories about 20% of murders that occurred citywide, but wrote about three of the four murders that took place in Central Park that year. So the New York Times was really trying to demonize Central Park in the 70s. Turns out the New York Times isn't as nice as a publication as people want it to be. They have an implied narrative. Hmm? You guys are hearing this? By the 1970s and 1980s, the number of murders in the police precinct north of Central Park was 18 times higher than the number of murders within the park itself. So the, the, uh, so in the police precincts north of Central Park were 18 times higher than the park itself. And even in the precincts south of the park, the number of murders was three times as high. All right, guys, I need to blow my nose. This Central Park is making me sneezy. <laughs> The park was the site of numerous high-profile crimes during the late 20th century. Of these, particularly notable cases shaped public perception against the park. In 1986, Robert Chambers murdered Jennifer Levin in what was later called the Preppy Murder. Three years later, an investment banker was raped and brutally beaten in what came to be known as the Central Park Jogger Case. Conversely, other crimes, such as in the 1984, not to be confused with the classic George Orwell book, 1984, uh, gang rape of two homeless women were barely reported. So there was a gang rape of two homeless women in 1984, and that was barely reported. Let me click the little note here. Open link in new tab. Oh, fuck. Now I'm all fucking shit. Wait a sec, guys. We're getting into it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's a little linkage. Okay, you click that. How the fuck does Wikipedia work? Oh, here we go. The Park and the People. A History of Central Park. Oh, it's just a fucking book. I don't know what I expected when I want... I'm like, let's learn about these homeless people getting raped. And I'm just looking at this book. If you want to learn more about it, read The Park and the People, A History of Central Park. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't laugh at that. Rape is uh, uh, one of the worst things. Top tier bad things. Rape. If we're going to do a rate, a chart. I remember one time I had an English class uh, in high school. I believe it was, ju- I believe it was junior year. And um, we ranked the worst things. And like murder was number one. Then rape. And I forget the rest. I think after that was like fucking, I don't know. Uh, getting caught being gay. <laughs> 
Those are the top three worst things. It was murder, rape, and then getting caught being gay. You did not want those three. Boy, have times changed. I don't I don't even think one of those even is on there. And I'm not talking about the gay one. Rape. No, guys. It's not dark humor. <laughs> dark humor. Hashtag dark humor. No one knows. <laughs> After World War II... It was feared that gay men perpetuated, perpetuated, perpetrated, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm just going to say gay men penetrated sex crimes and attracted violence. Oh, yeah, after the war, a lot of gay dudes were trying to fuck shit up. I read about that, yeah. Other problems in the 1970s and 80s included a drug epidemic, a large homeless presence, vandalism, and neglect. So wait, they thought gay men attracted sex crimes and violence after... I gotta look this up now. Okay, we're going to this little look. Open link, a new tab. Uh, fucking... I, I, I apologize for this constant looking back and forth. But learning about this was from the same fucking book. What? How was this in the same book? Okay. Uh, let me go to. I don't even want people to know I'm looking this up. Gay men accused of crimes in Central Park. Let's check that out. Check it out, guys. Come on, my journey. Uh, gay men accused of crimes in Central Park after World War Two. That's funny that the police would target. Okay, centralparkhistory.com. Perfect. Um, okay, during and after World War II, gay men seemed to have cruised more openly, but the important change was not so much in the way gay men acted, in in how they, but in as in how they were perceived. A panic over sex crimes in the late 1940s 40s and early 1950s helped displace the earlier stereotype of the effeminate queer as an object of ridicule with a new stereotype of the homosexual as a dangerous psychopath. A menace to young boys. Watch out for these gay men. They're about to be a menace to your boys. They're trying to suck off your sons. Sorry if I was making a little noise with this lighter I'm holding. I'm ripping off the fucking label while I'm reading this because I'm all antsy from all the caffeine. But let's learn about gay dudes. <laughs> In that atmosphere, gays faced increased surveillance and persecution. And arrests of men for homosexual activity skyrocketed in the 1940s. So much like Dogecoin... The If you were betting on homosexual arrests in the 1940s, you would be mooning right now. I'm just trying to compare it to current day events so you understand. Um, also, if you go to centralparkhistory.com slash gays in Central Park, you're going to learn about this. In these post-war -year, post years, some of the local and national press prominently featured gays. Invariably described as perverts or misfits in the catalogs of the dangers of Central Park, the park has become not only a stalking ground for young predators and rapists, wrote, wrote Central Park West resident Maria Manns in The Reporter in 1960. It is a point of assassination. 
assignation, point of assignation. What, why am I a fucking idiot and can't pronounce this fucking word? Point of assignation? I don't know how to speak. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's play this. Uh, practice. All right. I knew. Assignation. Assignation. Yeah, assignation. That's fucking. This is for gay. Assignation. Ass Okay, so gay dudes were for, were doing assignation for homosexuals. I need to go no further than my own window to see the figure of a man waiting behind a tree, and later joined by another man who walks him, who walks with him under the heavy shadows of leaves and out of sight to go fuck in a gay way. This woman didn't like go looking on her window and seeing gay sex. I don't know what is wrong with her. <laughs> I don't know what I'm coming from here. I'm really, I may be a little manic right now. Uh, for mans, as for others, such casual park meetings. <coughs> I'm sorry. That's a gross noise. Were another sign that more violence and more perver perversity... I don't know why I can't... Pervert stuff for entering the park. I literally can't read. In 1955, Robert Moses proposed transforming the Ramble into a recreational center for senior citizens. In part, apparently, because the Ramble was considered a gathering place for antisocial persons. What the fuck is the Ramble? Just Googling the Ramble Central Park. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a 36-acre woodland retreat in the middle of the park. And you can go watch birds and hang out and have a grand old time. And maybe even suck off your friends because you're gay. <laughs> sorry. Why am I saying sorry? I'm not going to cut it out, but actually, fuck it. I take back all my sorries. I'm not sorry at all. Fuck everyone. <laughs> Uh, Joseph Lyford, who lived on the Upper West Side in the early 1960s, found that many black and Puerto Rican mothers lumped gays with addicts, prostitutes, and alcoholics in discussing concerns about their child's safety. One hears frequent stories about children being accosted in washrooms of movie theaters or in Central Park. Actually, gay park users were much more likely to be crime victims than victimizers. Thugs, who knew that gay men frequent the park at night and that they were reluctant to go to police because of fear of public exposure, preyed on them in the ramble. So thugs were getting the gay dudes. During this, in this 1955 type, thugs were walking into the park and be like, is that a gay dude? I'm getting you. <laughs> That's my commentary. Ooh, freaks at the fountain. This one seems fun. Okay. Uh, just a couple of weeks after October 1966, anti-war protest, the first oppositional political event held in Central Park since the 1914 women's suffrage meeting, and only the second in the park's entire history, silk-stocking liberal John V. Lindsay swept into office at as a reform mayor, the first Republican mayor of the city since Pharaoh LaGuardia. 
Lindsay's choice for park commission. What the? F- I am just reading park stuff to you. You are just listening to me talk about park stuff. Okay, August Heckescher, who took over as park commissioner in March 1967, was committing to Hovig's versions of the eclectic pleasure garden. Although 18 years older than Hovig, Heckscher, the grandson of the f- uh, philanthropist who provided the park's first playground, warmly welcomed the young people who had responded most enthusiastically to Hovig's innovations at Central Park. Uh, whereas in the 1950s, Moses had enforced rules against wearing bathing suits or even halter tops and shorts shorter than mid-thigh, some park visitors now stripped off to everything even more shocking to conventional sensibilities with some of the public displays of affection were not by heterosexual couples. Gay dudes were getting naked and fucking by the fountain? Just one year after the 1969 Stonewall riots that launched the modern lesbian and gay liberation liberation movement, thousands of Lebians, thousands of Lebanese people and gays marched from Greenwich Village to Central Park to hold a gay inn on the Sheep Meadow. I don't even know what the Stonewall riots are, if I'm being honest. I know all about them, but let's figure that out. I'm sorry, I'm... Why did I say sorry again? I am just too nice. Fuck everyone. Fuck you all, and I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Okay, the Stonewall Riots, also referred to as the Stonewall Uprising or the Stonewall Rebellion. You guys got that? Remember all those titles when somebody asks you about it were a series of spontaneous demonstrations by members of the gay LGBT community in response to police raids that began early morning hours of June 28, 1969. 69, that was a year to fuck and be gay or straight, at the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village neighborhood of Manhattan, New York City. Patrons of the Stonewall... Other village lesbian and gay bars and neighborhood street people fought back when police became violent. The riots were also considered to constitute one of the most important events leading to the gay liberation movement and the 20th century fight for LGBT rights in the U.S. So it was a a police raid on the Stonewall Inn that got really violent. There was an anti-gay legal system. Anti-gay is blued out. What does anti-gay mean? Homophobia. 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 <laughs> That's how I pronounce home. Homophobia. Homophobia. Homophobia encompasses a range of negative attitudes and feelings towards heter- homosexuality or people who are identified. You know what fucking it is. Why am I even reading this? <laughs> I got such a fucking rabbit hole here. I've just been rambling on. But yeah, I got real fucked up at the park and I talked to strangers I never met. Obviously, if they were strangers, I never met them. And I I dropped a few jokes, you know, had a few nice times, drank some nice tequila sodas, maybe smoked a little smaduka, a little schmilly-doo. And, you know, I had a grand old time. The night before, I was on a roof party. It was real windy. And, you know, we ate pizza and drank and had a grand old time then. So I've been a real... Person amongst town. I've been doing stand-up again. You should all go buy my merch. Your boy's been everywhere doing everything, being the man, being 
the coolest, being the best. <laughs> ah, fuck. I hope you guys learned something because I really went off on a tangent. If you learned anything, it's just, you know, back in the days, they used to think gays were just criminals just for wanting to fuck around with the boys. And now things are changed and the world is better. So that's the history of Y2K. <laughs> I've been at Matt Miller Real, you know, uh, Matt Miller Real Comedy on YouTube. That's it. Thank you. Goodbye.